People might tell you you don't have what it takes or that nobody who looks like you has done what you want to do or that you're from the wrong city, but pursue it anyways because whatever dream is sitting in your heart, the world needs it. I need it and we need you to go do that thing that only you can do. Hey everyone, it's Nephi Anderson here with a brand new episode of The Path Less Traveled a web series spotlighting millennial entrepreneurs who successfully turned their passions into lucrative careers. Today's guest is life, relationship, and career coach, Sharia Jackson. Now let me give you the rundown on baby girl, okay? Sharia is most known for being the lifestyle and relationships editor for Essence Magazine, but also she is the founder of BossBride.com, a website that empowers women to be phenomenal in all aspects of their lives. Now, here at Essence, because that's what we're shooting from today, she is responsible for providing content that educates and empowers the brand's audience. Get this, come a little close, come a little close. The brand's audience of over 13 million men and women on career, love, and everything in between. Now, her expertise has garnered attention from outlets such as CNN, ABC News, WeTV, and now The Pathless Travel. Yes. Sharia, thank you for allowing me to interview you today. Thank you for the incredible Ooh. intro. You should just walk around and Ooh. do that for people and you know, I'll be, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> I think that's, now, you know what? Before we get started, I need to let you guys know that this interview is going to be a juicy one. I just want, I just want you to be prepared. Uh oh, am I prepared? Uh, well, you better get prepared. Mm. Okay. All and right. Let's let the juices flow. Like how they do in church, when the pastor tells you we're going to take a moment to take out your Bibles, I need you to take a moment, take out your phone, mm. okay? Because we need you to tweet all the tweetable moments and quotes that's going to be happening. Tweet, tweet, so tweet. So make sure when you tweet, you use that hashtag TPLT series. Yes, darling. I take notes, darling. So talk to me about where your love of love stemmed from. It's funny that you say that. My parents divorced when I was young. So for me, it was really about always wanting to figure out what made relationships work. And this was a natural interest of mine. Now I look back and I see it a lens of how I viewed the world. And so even in college, I wrote about relationships. It was my beat. My thesis for my senior year project was on uh, relationships. It was called uh, Today's Black College Woman, State of Our Unions, Looking Ooh. for a Bachelor or Working on a Bachelor's. And it was all about if college women felt the pressure to find a husband. And that yes. just came out of writer's block. Right. Because I was trying to do something on magazines and it just, I was, my thesis wasn't coming together. So it just, my advisor said, do something that you're interested in. And that just was something I was curious about and spent 50 pages writing about. And so it's just a way that I viewed the world. I asked a couple of times, how did you meet? And just understanding family dynamics. But I don't take this work lightly because it really is the foundation of our society is built on strong relationships. That is amazing. So talk to me about the opportunities that you created for yourself that led to your big break. It's funny, and it's funny that we use it, like that phrase is so big, that big break, right? Because there's a lot of big breaks. Like, it's incredible to be able to work at Essence. I don't take that lightly. And it was a lot of little open doors, a lot of small yeses to build to a bigger yeses, right? And so, because I was just excited to be on my newspaper staff in my high school newspaper, The Prowler, Southwest DeKalb High School, Decatur, Georgia. And I was just as excited to be in high school, working on the newspaper. We covered Drumline, which featured our high school marching band. I was just as excited to be on the Hilltop staff at Howard University, HU, you know. You and know. I was excited. So it's like, 
It's a lot. I always was focused and serious, but I think it wasn't. It was a lot of things that felt like a big break to me that might seem regular to somebody else, but really was uh, the keys to opening the bigger doors is really relationships. So really when it comes to big breaks, I've had a lot of great opportunities that have rolled to bigger opportunities and bigger opportunities. And so it's never none of it's overnight, but really the key to the bigger breaks has been the relationships. Every door that you need to go through, somebody has a key to. And so there have been people who have championed me along the way. I had a pitch from a book recently about being self-made. I'm like, there's no such thing as self-made. There is no such thing as self-made. We all need somebody. Right. So I was fortunate enough to check into that I needed other people early in my career. So I've had mentors in every sector of my life who tell you what's next. You lose so much time trying to figure things out that somebody else has already figured out. Right. So it's your job to watch things like TPLT series hashtag right. that let you know, oh, okay, let me not waste five months figuring this part out when she's already cracked that nut. And right. so for me, it's really been great people who have mentored me, but also pouring into myself and right. taking myself serious and taking my dream serious to say, you know what, I'm going to go for what I really want. Take your dreams serious, people. Because I feel like people, like, they have step, you know? Cause they, oh, yes. You can't have none of that. So talk to me a little bit more about, like, the whole mentorship thing, right? Just touch on it a little bit because I feel like that's a place where so many people are at where they want to get a mentor, but they don't know how about how to go about getting one. Well, yeah, and, and, I, and I call them mentors, but first of all, rule number one to mentorship is never ask somebody, will you be my mentor? The answer is always no. It's an awkward question. That's not how mentorship. It's a, just a relationship, just like any other relationship. You don't go up to a stranger and say, will you be my best friend? Right. You start to build a relationship. You hang out once, we build it, and you create a rapport. But the, the best mentorship relationships, or and, and it's really symbiotic. It's not even mentor-mentee because my mentees mentor me in new ways. We were talking about Snapchat earlier. Like right. It's their job to help you keep modern and all these other things. So it's really about creating value in people's lives. And realize people are busy. So even now, some of my greatest mentors, not all of them are even people I talk to as regularly anymore, right? It's right. the old school way that we sit down for lunch. The new school way is Nephi can be your mentor. Right. It's funny, like Bevy Smith is one of my mentors. Oh, yeah. She's Love Bevy. Hang out. But you know what? Some of the best advice I've gotten from Bevy is from listening to her podcast. I love it. Like, so Google is your Bevy friend. Bevy says. Bevy says it's everything. And it's, it gives you insight. Into, like, so many things we've hung out. But it's like, these are everything I would have asked at the mentor tea. Right. I'm getting a lot of that information right here listening. But also, I don't waste your time asking you questions about things you've already put out there. Right? So really research people. People are impressed when, when you really come and you have something they haven't already answered or easily know. Right. So, yeah, just add value to people's life and this is not just for mentors this is for bosses this is for potential clients add value the second you start to pour into people they're more than willing to pour back into you but you cannot be coming up with an empty hand asking people for time they don't have right i love it you just got all the quotables all the quotables <laughs> so talk to me about what you did deliberately to brand yourself in this space it's a great question. To be honest with you, a lot of my personal branding was post-recession, right? Because I entered the industry at a time where people were losing their jobs and they right. didn't really have an identity outside of a big title, right? right? And so for me, seeing that at a young age and seeing their jobs be much more scarce was like, okay, let me make sure that I'm good no matter what's happening in a corporate setting. I've been laid off before. I was laid off with the entire web team from Essence in 2009. It was a gift. 
it gave me an opportunity to restart my career, but also gave me an opportunity to check in with myself. But it also gave me the best reminder that it's nobody's job to make sure you're all right, right? And I left mm. on incredible terms, so don't burn bridges. The reason I'm back is because I didn't leave crazy. It was like, right. thank you for the opportunity. Right. You know, release things in joy, but also trust in the process and trust in myself that I was enough to create other opportunities. So really, it was about saying, what do you love and what can you build around? And what skills are natural to you that you can figure out people get paid to do and use those skills. Right, so what did you do? So you got laid I got off. Trained, I got laid off, so. Oh, you want the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, and this is the thing about being centered in who you are, I wasn't shocked, right? I knew I was great at what I did, but I knew it was a recession. I knew the company that had layoffs before. Um, the New York Times did a story about they're about to be layoffs at Time Inc., the parent company of Essence. And so when that news came, even though I wasn't necessarily expecting it, I wasn't shocked. I right. was prepared and I was in a season of wanting to try something new. I had been on the digital team for Essence about two and a half years at that time. So I was ready for something new and just open to what the universe had next. So I really got quiet with myself to say, what did I like about that previous job? What didn't I like? And what would be a good fit? So after that, within a month, I got hired as a social media strat manager for a fashion and beauty PR firm, which was totally different than what I had been doing before, but a great opportunity to learn new skills, and it's also, I tell this to a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are so passionate and know what they want to do, don't be afraid of a bridge job. That job mm -hmm. was incredible. It was my bridge job, an opportunity not to work crazy hours, just to get clear on who I was and what I needed. The lights were paid and I could like really start to do more financially. And right. so at that time I started a business. I, I, one of the things I realized what I loved most while I was at Essence was managing the relationship content. Okay. So it was during that time that I really focused in on relationships. And I right. developed, I started a business, I started coaching, and really one thing built on the other, right? I had this book project idea, this was, I was like 25, mm -hmm. and I wanted to write a book about relationships for college students, because I felt like that was a market that didn't have a lot of information. And right. I joined this writer's group, and one of the first things in the writer's group, uh, one of my members, and, the, and these are people who are nothing like me, right? I was the only black person in this writers group right and here I am this 25 year old like I want to write a book about relationships they're like this proposal sounds great why would anybody listen to you right so that was the motivation to get the certification was that question why right. would they listen to you no shade just right. a great question why right. would they and so I wanted to have a stronger answer every time right and so I really invested in myself so I spent my vacation days I'm um, at marriage conferences learning mm -hmm. and really just building that answer to say here's why you listen to me and unbeknownst to me you know, a year, two years into that job, um, Demetria, who's a friend of mine, left Essence. Hey, I'm leaving. Okay, I apply for a job. At that point, I have been doing relationship coaching for a year. I've written about it in other publications. And so I didn't realize all these things were building for me to be the perfect candidate to then uh, apply for the relationships editor job. But had right. I waited for the job to open to say, oh, I'm interested, I would not have been uh, ideal candidate for the job. Ooh, so sometimes you got to get ready before the opportunity comes. You can't wait for the door to open and trying to put your shoes on. Mm. You got to be, it's time to go. Preach, preach. <laughs> I'm about to pass around the awkward plate in a minute. So talk to me about one thing that most people don't know about your journey to where you are today. Um, It's funny. Well, if this were maybe two years ago, I would say I'm a cancer survivor, but I've since written about that in the pages of Essence back there. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, when I was in college, I was 19, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is cancer of the lymph nodes. And I was fortunate to catch it very early. And so, but I spent, this is my sophomore year, I spent the second semester 
chemo radiation and I went back to school that August right back wow. into my junior college and so it definitely if you I mean I don't wish you know any serious health ailment on anybody but if I had to go through it I'm glad I did it at a younger age because mm -hmm. you just you just like get through it and get to the next but the, it also offered me a lot of gifts as far as really not taking life for granted and so mm -hmm. Um, I really spent my 20s enjoying life. Now, the other side of that is some of the healing, emotional healing I had to do around it was I realized last year I went through some training and really just some healing to realize how did that impact me. I realized I had sort of was almost to the extreme of gulping down life to exhaustion where I'm doing everything. Yes, I'll do it. Yes, yes, just, just trying to fill in life. But now right. I'm in a balanced space where I trust that whatever I'm meant to do on this planet, I'll have more than enough time to do it. And I'm, I'm a, a, faith, a woman of faith, I believe in God. And so I've already asked God for my 80, to dance at my 80 year, at my 80th birthday party. Cause I believe in praying, be specific in your prayers. So I don't want to just turn 80 and be sitting on the side. Right. I want to dance at my 80th birthday party. So you get clear on what you is and you and you move through life in a different way. So I would say one of my earlier career dreams was to be a math teacher during the day. And at night I was going to be a radio DJ and my name was going to be Lady Cha-Cha. Late night radio. So yes. Lady Cha-Cha. So oh, you're late know. Night radio. If my voice is a little deeper. And, but I, you know, dreams come full circle, right? So anything you put in the universe, it might not come in a package you thought, but Last year, we did do a partnership with WBLS here in New York, and Lenny Green, who has a deep baritone, I went on with Lenny a few times, and I loved it. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So just let's let me piggyback off of that. Did you always know that you would be doing like hosting and like being in front of the camera? No, no. I'm you know I'm 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 not 21. I'm 31. Very proud of that. And um, all that to say, when I was in school, I went. And I already told you I went to Howard. But I was in school, you separated by what type of journalism. So I was a print journalism major, and there were broadcast journalism majors. And I never did a video class when I was in school. They've since changed the program, like most schools, and mm -hmm. so you really have a multimedia exposure. But at that point, it was really sort of separate. Mm -hmm. And so, but I've always spoke, I grew up in the church, so I did a lot of speaking competitions, and I always was just a chatty one. But I didn't. Um, have a dream of being in front of the camera a younger no I was much more comfortable like reporting and so that came sort of as an offshoot of being a journalist like you you write a story in essence you write a story somewhere they're like oh will you come on CNN oh come on ABC and so I naturally have had to learn and, and develop those skills independently but it was not something that um, I initially wanted to pursue I was like wanted to be a magazine editor that was the dream right I love it though because they wouldn't want to interview you if you wasn't good if you didn't have those credits you know they don't just have anybody on CNN darling all right darling <laughs> no it's true and it's like it falls in and it's different right because now I'm at a stage where I love doing video it's quick it's easy and you know I enjoy it and that's just where that you have to stay current right and stay where people are right because I'm a people at the end of the day I'm a people person so wherever people are is where I want to be to yeah. engage so I'm open to if that's a podcast or different ways to feel connected I love it but the key major key alert key. is do the work right because some people mm. just want the end goal right oh, I just want to be on ABC News oh yeah and that's the thing too it's funny because now that I'm like um I, I won't say, a, oh, hey, I'm a medium head. So then you have the interns who are like born in the 90s, and you're like, dang, are you born in the 90s? And you still 20, whatever. And um, all that to say, I had an intern, we had an intern last summer. I was like, what do you, what's your, uh, 
passion. She's like, I want to be a personality, which is a a word that irks me because it's like that's not a job title. Everyone's born with a personality. Do you mean on air host? You right. Talent. Like, be clear on what you mean. Right. But also be clear the people who do this. They're bringing so much to the table. They're not just an airhead. You right, know, you like, right. I mean, not to say, I'm sure there's some people and some slip you to cry. There's this thing that slipped you to cry, but to really have lasting power, to yeah. be more than a pretty face on camera, you really want to have those shots. Like you, you know, we've both done, you talked about as journalism. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So talk to me about one thing that you know now that you wish you knew when you first started your journalism <sighs> career. Um, and it's something I, I'm so, passionate about is mind your business. I think I, I went back to school and spoke a while back and they said, you know, did you feel prepared for your career when you left college? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I felt absolutely prepared for a career in media. What I, I was prepared to do the work. Okay. I was not prepared to manage a career, which is a difference. Okay. And so you need to your negotiation skills to do all the managing of your business to manage your money, get your savings up, mm -hmm. negotiate smartly. Whatever job you want to do, know the rates for it. When you're talking to people, when you're in settings like this, ask, hey, what, what's your rate? What do you get paid to do things? And people are more than willing to tell you about the money. Mm -hmm. But because you don't ask is why a lot of people don't get, especially women, especially people of color. So if you're mm -hmm. a black woman you're already getting paid less than everybody in the room right. and a lot of times it's, you know those are societal issues but the other cr part of it that kills us is we don't ask and right. we don't know to ask right right and so one of the things i would do earlier is is advocate for more every time someone gives you an offer ask for more when right. i first started i remember i got my first offer i interned at essence the summer between my junior and senior year i was coming up on graduation my senior year and i was here sitting on a desk of um, the web editor. And she's like, I just got a budget to staff up. Do you want to come on? I'm about right. to graduate college. I'm getting offered a job. It's a freelance position. I will, yes, yes. Yeah. And offered me $14 an hour. What did I say? Yes. Right. And you know, whispering, when you talk about going back, I would say, girl, always ask for more. Ask for 16, ask for 18, ask for more. Mm -hmm. And of course, as over the years, I've asked for more and done it. But it's like the, every job you get, they're looking to pay you a little more than your last job. So mm -hmm. when I went to work in PR, at my first interview, she asked me, what were you making at Essence? Mm -hmm. Because they're looking to make you an offer on what you were made before. So if you didn't ask for more at Essence, when you get to your next job, they're just looking to pay you five, ten on that. So you always want to be pushing your numbers up to get paid your worth. I agree, 1,000%. But you know what? I know, so I've been in those shoes. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, you're just happy for the opportunity and you know you're like i'm nervous i'll see from like i was nervous i was yeah. scared i don't know what's but then i heard this quote i don't know who the quote is by i heard it on um, a podcast that i like to listen to and the quote is if you don't ask for what you deserve you get what you deserve and i'm just like oh all right now it's the truth okay. and, and that's especially especially for people who are watching this right because we're not people who are in it for the money this right. is about people with passion. Right. And so when you're willing to do it for free, unfortunately you do it too much for free. And you're not able to do it bigger and better because you did it for free. And so we have to get more comfortable doing it. And it's not, and it's not, I think people get uncomfortable because they think it makes them look bad. They think that, oh, you know, I'm be, you can do it nice. Like I don't, add, I'm not like, hey, give me this. It's like, hey, yeah. let's talk about what's the budget. Yeah. And it's not always monetary, right? It's like, okay, well, if that's the best you can do, so can we do a two year deal? Can mm -hmm. we do, like figure out other perks? Can I get a day remote that I do things like, or right. is there, these are accounts I want to work on. So get clear on what you want out of a situation. Don't be just so happy to be there that you're not clear why you're there and right. what you want out of a situation. Your time is so precious. You don't get time back. You can make $10,000, you can make, lose it and get it again. 
If you spend 10 years on a job you don't like not making money, you will never get that time back. Mm. I love it. So talk to me about your last career low and how you bounce back from that because every day is not sunshine. Yes, and it's, it's so true. And I've had many bumps along the road and just growing pains. I had a, a coworker recently ask me how you, and this is back about in January, how you doing? I was like, girl, I'm growing. It didn't feel good, but it was good for me. Yeah. But I've had many bumps, but my most recent career bump probably would be we had reorganizations about two years ago. And so we had restructuring on the staff and my role expanded to doing just not just relationship, but lifestyle. So mm -hmm. now I'll do travel, home, health, sex, spirituality, food. So my categories grew, but it grew and I lost a coworker who I really adored. And she's mm -hmm. fine and just moved on. But I had to really adjust to these new parameters and a mm -hmm. reality that I didn't ask for. Mm -hmm. But if anything, it was a great opportunity to check into who I was, right? It was an opportunity for me to get clear and grounded on me. What do you really want out of life? What's most important to you out of life? So sometimes when you feel like the ground is moving beneath you and it doesn't feel steady, it's a in valuable opportunity to get clear on who am I now because right. a lot of times especially for dreamers you have this big dream and you go and you're so focused in the dream but right. sometimes you got to come out of it and look up and say okay you know the dream I had at 17 right I'm 31 now right is that the same what are your dreams now who are you now right. and so it didn't feel good to go through that experience of really reimagining who I was and what I wanted next but it was definitely a, a gift right in, in some sandpaper Ooh, a gift and some... I, I, that's my first time hearing that. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm an auntie girl. That's something your grandma said. <laughs> so talk to me about how you are strategically using social media to help you get to the next stage in your career or to further develop well, thank your you. brand. You know, it's such a compliment in that question because it implies that I'm strategically using social media. <laughs> yes. Which I feel like I'm sometimes on the struggle bus. So I do <laughs> enough. That, and that's the thing too because yes, I started to beat myself up, but really... A, if you do one thing a day towards your dreams, one thing a day to connect yourself, over time it has like really um, evolved. But one critical thing, especially for people in traditional media companies, I have mm -hmm. a lot of friends who are bloggers. Okay. So sometimes there's that friction of, oh, I'm a journalist, I'm a real journalist, I don't hang with bloggers. What? We're right. all in the same, you know, I don't separate. And the audience just sees content. Right. But a lot of times bloggers are so used to being one-woman shots that they work differently. And so my blogger friends tell me the new apps to have on my phone. They tell me what to add to your Twitter so it automatically will tweet for you. And so really using a lot of tools and analytics um, is what I do. But I just mm -hmm. a great way to stay connected with people. I'm fortunate. I'm a millennial, but I'm older millennial. Mm -hmm. But I started Facebook in college so it was I've sort of always been naturally kind of used to what's new and what's next and here let me tell you you want to be an early adapter so we talked about snap I'm kind of inconsistent with snapchat mm -hmm. but I'm on there and I'm watching because I know that's where the younger audience is and I'm on new sites and so I just signed up for a, a maybe months ago I signed up for the site called contently and it's for my journalist people out there because I just got a email last week like hey we have a they they actually will partner you with brands and you can write posts or content and you'll get paid it's like journalist freelance oh wow kids. hello job but i didn't sign up for contently even aware that there would be a time when they would say hey we want to pay you to write right but just really being present wow. on what's new and now will really just um 
keep you present. So I do love social media. I love Periscope. I'm not as consistent as I would like to be, mm -hmm. but I am, you know, I try to make it a part of what I do. All right, drop your social media handles one time. Tell the people. What is uh, it's all, and it's funny. I got a pretty name, but it ain't always easy to spell. C-H-A-R-R-E-A-H, at Sharia, across platforms, Periscope, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. I love it all. And since we're talking about social media, I think now is a great time for us to go and take your questions. So, you know, we love the fans. Can't leave you guys out. And we posted a question on social. Uh-oh. Somebody better ask a question. To see what you guys want to know. Uh-oh. Well, okay, so Paulana Lamonier. Oh, yeah, she has a book out. She would like to know, what did you do to stand out among your colleagues and become an editor at Essence? And I love this. I was going to ask this too, so we here, we here, because you started out as an intern. Exactly. All right, so you take it away. Take it away. Like, don't ever let your dream get so big that you're not willing to do the small stuff, right? Like, take everything serious. So I took, hey, we need you to staple this just as important as we need you to research a story just as important as, hey, we want you to write. Because so many times we're so focused on I want my byline, I want my end goal, that we don't realize that we're stepping over all the little things that will build to that. And so I've had interns like, well, hmm, you know, uh, the small stuff they didn't do right, so right. then I didn't apply. Uh, give them the bigger stuff. If I can't trust you to do the small stuff right, I won't trust you with the big stuff. But really it was, I mean, I'll, I'll, I give all credit to, you know, God, but also to being a hustler. But really staying connected, it really all goes back to relationships. Um, I mentioned I've been an editor at Essence twice. This is my second, I'm a boomerang. We have a lot of them here. and. Both times that I've been hired here, the job was never posted online. It was from wow. somebody saying, hey, we're staffing up. Hey, this, you know, we've left. We want to bring you in. So had I waited for just Media Bistro to post about this job, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. And so you really do want to stay connected with people, but have something to actually say. So I sent links. Here's what I'm up to. Um, here's what's going on. Here's what I think you're interested in. It really goes back to your ability to stay connected with people, but also it's keeping your skills sharp. If you're not getting the small stuff right, people won't trust you with the bigger stuff. Ooh, I love it. And if you're interested in getting those courses and those resumes, I got a great relationship with Media Bistro. Hey! So y'all get your courses. Listen, and still be on Media My second job in PR that was awesome is from Media Bistro. So that's why I say both. People right. always ask me, oh, should I not? Apply, no, apply online. And that's the other thing too, just in general, anyone looking for jobs. If you see a job and it's like, oh, it's too late, oh, I'm not qualified, still always send your stuff in because HR will keep those things on file. And so if other positions come up within the company, they know about you always just wanna be in the, in the number. Be in the number. Be in the number. Okay, so let's see who else. Um, Fancy Francois wants to know, in your current role, what have you done to lead change and stay motivated in the hustle and bustle environment at Essence? That's a great question. Um, so, as I mentioned, my role has expanded. But for me, I really got centered in me as a, as a black woman to serve black women. We definitely see Essence as a service job, right? I'm not here because people wanted to hear what I had to say. I'm here because we have an audience to serve and they trust us to get it right. And when we don't get it right, they let us know. And so I really approached it from that perspective to get quiet, to listen. So you sometimes you get in a new job and you think you need to come and show yourself. I was like, I need to study because I know who I am. Right. I need to listen to them and then I need to listen to the black woman who lives inside of me mm -hmm. and bring those voices out. And so sometimes a lot of my best stories have come from 
conversations with other people. I'm so it's one of the stories back here is on the baby rain check. I just to that question of what have you what are the stories when I'll leave here one day that I'm like, you know, I'm so I'm I'm proud that I brought these things through. Um, so I'm really excited to have done a story on egg freezing for women, mm -hmm. really pushing out of the comfort zone and bringing new content. I'm really excited for the health content to do a holistic approach to look at not just the mind or the body. My email is full of pitches about health disparities for black people, but it's like you know, in a time where you see our people under attack, it's no surprise that the trauma of being black shows up on our bodies physically. Right. And I'm also excited as I went on my journey of personal development, I have a new column this year in the 2016 Essence, which started in that January Lupita. Okay. It's the last on, page of East Issue. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's called mm -hmm. Notes to Self. And it's really just one word a month. Um, this is our first one. It was about capture, all about journaling. Mm -hmm. And so it's great to see, when you see yourself, I see myself in the 13 million women and men that Essence serves. And I right. hope that there's parts of me, it, themselves, they can see in me. So really, when you start to see yourself and all of humanity, the stories just come. Because it's like, what's interesting, what's new, what's fresh, what's going on in your family, what's going on in my family, and right. how do we turn that into content? I love it. Well, speaking of content, because you know somebody is coming for your neck with the content. All right, here we go. Uh-oh. So, Cachet, uh -huh. underscore Chanel, wants to know, so I'm going to say this in Cachet's voice, how, how she wrote it. All right, girl. So, what does it really take to be featured in Essence other than the God-given black girl magic? <laughs> it's funny. It's no secret formula for Essence or any publication or any media outlet. It's mm -hmm. really about having a strong story to share mm -hmm. and being in that in the right time to share that story. Okay. And so it's really about packaging, really having a crisp, clear idea, but also making sure it's a fit for Essence, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're fit... You might have a, a talent or a book or any type of project, and you might see it in Fortune and you might see it in Essence. But the way you pitch it to Fortune and the way you pitch it to Essence will be different. Right. So a lot of people miss the missteps and common missteps we see are not doing your research, right? I get a lot of pitches and I'm like, oh, I did that three months ago. I did that six months ago. Oh, that's not a fit for what we do here. So magazines are very formulaic. So when you can say, hey, you have this particular section, here's how I fit in, that's how you kind of get in there. Now, you know Cache, she couldn't, you know, just ask one question, she got two. All right, so her girl. second question, the follow-up. Follow-up. She wants to know, are there any tips as to where, she put a hash, hashtag where, Okay, where are we going to meet new people, preferably single men, as a 30-something black woman in NYC? You're going to meet new people in new places. A lot of times we do the same thing and want different results, right? Mm -hmm. But really going into new places as a present person, because so many times we go and we're doing this, right? right. We're in the corner, we're at our friend's barbecue. Like you really want to go to new places with people you know. Right. It's a great opportunity. But also let people know you're interested in meeting new people. Right. So really checking in with the, who you are being in these new places. Because I could tell you 15 places to go, great spots, the men's departments of a fashion store, Whole Foods, all these places. But it doesn't matter if you're not going there as a person who's open and open to new conversations. Right. So wherever you are, see new people and really open your eyes because even on a daily basis you're meeting new people you're seeing new people every day but a lot of times we go blind to new people and it's like the male it's like anybody and also if you are a single girl out here and you're serious about new people you got to work your flirt muscles you gotta okay. get in a half as oh my gosh i love your earrings yes getting yes. A, talking to people and just having those conversations well so when there is a sexy guy on the elevator you have some practice and and getting your flirt on okay so my piggyback i have like two piggybacks Jump on there, girl. Here, here we go. Here, here we go. All right. All right. So 
what about the woman that is like so busy? You know, the entrepreneur out there that's okay. hustling. It's like, what do you, how do you date? You make it, this is one of the reasons that she sees she needs. I'm working on a project around professional women like you. It's what. Inspired. How you know you're talking about me? Boss. You're talking about me. How do you say that? You said my friend. I'm asking for my friend. It's whole generation of I'm us. You, for my you are not even <laughs> for your friend and the millions of women like her, right? Because we're a new generation of women who have more professional opportunities than any women before us. So not even to your friend. Yeah. But really, it has to be a priority. Get clear. What does 45 look like? Yeah. What does 55 look like? Do you yeah. see a life partner in that picture? Yeah. So then no, you, we see it. I see it. My I'm friend saying, is me. I'm saying, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying, but the same way, you didn't just end up here interviewing me, right? Yeah. You put energy in and you made it a priority and it happened, right? Yeah. And a lot of times when it comes to our personal life, we just think it'll work itself out and we yeah. wake up. And I had, listen, this is, Boss Bride got started. I had a, I remember I started my career. I was 22 starting out. And I remember a senior level um, executive who was a mentor of mine calling me her office. And she's mm-hmm. like, Sharia, like, don't just waste your 20s. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to have, and she told me straight up, have a lot of sex. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so awkward. But mm-hmm. I just like, you know, you can't even respond. Yeah. But then have fun and get serious right. and find somebody. Like, it was her way of looking at her younger self to say, don't think it just will happen. Right. And people get uncomfortable and they're like, oh man. But it's like, make it a priority. Right. Put energy into your yourself, but generate spacing where there is room for love in your life. Right. Because we can make, you know, we can, especially in a city like New York, you will fill your life up with so many things. Right. But if you really want to have a companion in your life, create, make that a priority. And know that it's possible. Like, I think one of the reasons, too, a lot of women lean on career because we feel like it's more stable. I know that if I put this in, I'll get this out. But have the same faith and love that right. if you put love in, it will come back to you. So what are your tips on dating? Because I'm a horrible date. I don't know how to date. I can't juggle, I can't, the juggling is just, it can't, doesn't work for me. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. What tips do you have on dating? I, I be genuine to who you are, right? Because I'm not, you know, I, I don't do those, here's what we're on a first date and all that kind of stuff, because that's just the fluff stuff. Yeah, no, no. Like, it's about be present on who you are. But like, get the date. My answer, my default is no. Well, then that's part of why you close. Well, because I know what I want. I, like, I feel like I don't need to go on a date to know whether or not I like you. It's like, I talk to you for, you know, a moment, uh-huh. and I, like, you know, I pick up okay. whatever. So, and for someone like you who's like, okay, I'm just, because it sounds like I'm just not being the type of guy who I want to go on a date on. So that's when you have to expand your dating pool. Mm-hmm. Especially for a lot of women who work in media, who follow their passions, and you go on these passions where you're not meeting a lot of guys who have that same journey. Mm-hmm. So you have to be more conscious of saying yes to things outside of your comfort zone, that outside of a networking event, yeah. that are solely for, I'm going to this pool party, I'm going to this, Cigar, whatever that thing is, will have more the type of person I'm looking to meet. So right. you have to really put a strategy and energy together just to be present. I mean, don't do things you're not interested in, but figure out what are the things that I would like to do with my potential partner and let me go there because he might be there waiting on me. It. But if I'm sitting here editing video all night, girl. Yes, 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 yes. All right, I'm going to get Bay. I'm going <laughs> to get Bay. And it's like not even going to get more importantly than all of that is really being in a space of love, right? Because right. so me often I'm one of those women too who talks about how being present to who you are and just be, not even thinking about it, how love will show up. But you right. want to be in a space where you can see it when it show up. You want to be in a space where you can receive love into your life. Right. And so really letting go of anything that's negative and creating more positive experience and, and examples of love. And if you are single, have some 
close friends who are in relationships you admire because they will normalize it for you. But if you're right. only sing, single and only hanging out with other single people, then you're not even getting that energy and conversation. You've not normalized being in a healthy relationship in your immediate circle. So now that I'm somebody who's like planning for the next chapter and me and Bay are getting ready for marriage and those things, I talk more with my married friends because I'm like, okay, I've not been a wife before, so I want to get clear and normalize that experience for myself. I love it. So in my head, I'm just like, I love Essence, I love Boss Bride, but I need this on a book, yes, in a book, and yes. I know that you're working on one, so come on, give me the deets. Oh my gosh, girl. So, I mean, I, I have a literary agent. She, um, Look at that smile, though. Look at she teasing. That's a smile of excitement and pure I love terror. Because when you step outside of your comfort zone, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary, but it's so fun. Just to trust the process, so we're shopping and we have interest from a few publishers, and so hopefully I'll have some details by summer to tell you about. Okay, so you know the book is going to be on love and career. Okay, and juggle survive. It's really surviving the intersection, right? And all the things that come up because we talk a lot about relationships, and there's plenty of relationships book out there. There's plenty of careers books out there, and so I wanted to talk about what's happening and when those things collide. When I feel like. I am going for my career. How do I even find this relationship? And what are the unique issues and, and solutions needed for a modern woman around relationships? Because I'm not, no one wants to give up their career to have love. You can have a life that includes a healthy relationship and a job you love. That's not outside of, that's not a unicorn. Right. I love it. So in closing, well, wait, first of all, you gonna give us a title or what? What's the word? Let, let, we can help you out if you still work on that. What's you. the title? What's I mean, the title? you know, you work with your, I mean, I have my ideas. We'll see what the publisher decides. Come on, we can help give the publisher like a push. Like, I think you should really go Look with. Look at you. I've already given you plenty. Okay. This is the most I have uh, told. Okay, anyone. all right. I'm being greedy, but you I can't help greedy. it. I'm you just, are greedy. I'm doing Look it for the people who want to. I'll give you. Exclusive. All right, part two. You got. I got it on camera. Part yes, two. We just talking love and career all day, and what what how we navigate love and career thing. all. Day. And how professional women can discover lasting love as well. Yes, because I will always shoot. That's my thing. I'm like, it's like a man or my career. It the career the always or. wins. It's I know. The, okay. It's the or. No more or. And. 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 Bae, I'm coming for you. You don't even know it. I'm mm. coming. She coming for you, I'm coming babe. for you. I love it. That's how you <laughs> do it. I'm for See, you. This is generating it, right? Mm -hmm. You're standing in possibility. It feels yeah, good. It feels good. So in closing, just to piggyback off of the love and career, I know that you had the opportunity to work with uh, presidential hopeful, Miss Hillary Clinton. Oh, wow. Yes. So talk to me about what advice would you give her on her campaign? Because, you know, she's mm. running into some issues here with connecting with the people. Mm. So what advice you got for Miss Hillary? Oh, Lord. So you ain't even warned. That's a, that's <laughs> that's a question. question. You know? need, I need my notebook. You need your notes. First of all, first kudos to Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. for being a powerhouse, right? Um, and for weathering many storms because it's so clear that patriarchy is still so present when you see this woman and the criticism they have for her about what she's wearing and how her voice is cracking. But all that to say... Um, I think, you know, going through that for anything, for anyone who's gone through a, a lot of criticism, it can sometimes harden you. Mm -hmm. And um, it goes back to what we talked about, love and connection, to really be 
connected to other people, you have to be vulnerable. So I would say continue to let out some of the vulnerability and passion. I think that's why so many people connected to the Bernie Sanders campaign because they felt this authenticity from him and mm -hmm. that he had receipts, right? right he's right, like right. saying it, but you felt like, okay, he's not a part of some establishment. It doesn't feel like he's reading from a script. And so for anyone, and this isn't just for a presidential candidate, this is for someone who is on a first date, who is in a job interview, like be your whole self when you walk in a room. And I think so often, especially as women, we feel like we have to button up and be these other people. But your strength is in your wholeness and in and being allowing people to feel like they got a real piece of who you are. I love, she talking sound bites. That's how you know shit. She talking like everything is a quote. I'm gonna just write it down, write down. <laughs> Put on my B Mary J ball. Oh yes. I love quote yes. wall. I love it. So on behalf of everyone on the other side of that screen, I just want to thank you for having the courage, because it takes a lot of courage. So having the courage. To let somebody put some lights on you and get all of your business and tell you what would you tell a president? <laughs> Having the courage to turn your passion into your career. Mm, we applaud you. you. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Oh, love back. And if you get, yeah, exactly, love back. So if you love this interview as much as I did, I need you to let me know. It don't be stingy. Don't be cheap. I need you to like. I need you to comment. I need you to subscribe. I need you to share to all your social media platforms. And then, you like this? I need you to go to rocksbox.com and get yourself some nice jewelry, girl, Hello. for that date that you're going on. Use the coupon code Neffy Anderson XOXO. I'll put it in the comments and let me know what you got. First month is free. Until next time, bye.